Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. This is like a marriage. Mackey and Judd. Might be boring, but it's stable. On 1500 ESPN. Unsolicited advice we deem important. You, on the other hand, might not. Information so good, you're encouraged to write that down. From Mackey and Judd. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Write this down. All right, gentlemen. We've got Doogie coming in for a scoop session here in about 10 or 15 minutes. Todd Furman, we are jam-packed today, a lot of Vikings-Eagles. But let's dive into our accountability session and then write that down predictions for the week. Uh, We're also opening up for listeners all year long. Listener, We're going to have a listener category for write that down predictions, which we'll mix in starting today. You can always email them any time of the week to Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. Just put write that down in the subject line so we can differentiate it from some of the other emails. All right. Here's what came off the board. We had a home run by my count come off the board, gentlemen, which we'll get to in a second here. But let's start with uh, we'll start with my uh, mostly uh, mediocre predictions. I said uh, the Gophers would unveil a new uniform last Saturday for uh, for their game against Purdue, like mm-hmm. a black uniform, because Doogie told me to, to say that. Yep. I don't think that happened. They, I'm pretty sure they wore a maroon or like a yellow uniform. It was not a black uniform. Yeah, I don't think it was black, yeah. I was at the game inexplicably. I went to that game. Why did you go? Yeah, there was $8 tickets on StubHub, and I don't know. Don't, Wait, it's really hard to watch them now. It was masochistic. It was bad. Uh, I did, however, say that Kai Forbath would make a key field goal in the fourth quarter to, uh, to to like sway the game, either give the Vikings a lead or extend from one score to two scores. Mm-hmm. And he did that. Yes! He did that. Uh, Judd predicted that's a double, by the way, because it's a it's something Case Keen, or uh, Kai Forbath's never done. So unless you guys dispute it, it's a, it's a double. I'm fine with it being a double. Right. Uh, Judd said Harrison Smith will intercept Drew Brees. <laughs> You got the safety position right, but not the the, the wrong safety there. Mm-hmm. But you did say Stefan Diggs would score at least one touchdown yeah. against the Saints, and boy, did he ever. Yep. We're going to give you a double for that one. Because it was the miracle touchdown? Okay. thought about giving you a, a, just a home run because of the touchdown that it was. but uh, Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't specific, so yeah. that's fine. And Dave Harrigan predicted, let's see here, Kai Forbath will make all of his kicks against the Saints. He missed one of them. Uh, Minnesota sports will run the table over the weekend. God, the wild. wild. Me. Yeah. wild. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Dave predicted these two things. Case Keenum will have a better QBR than Drew Brees, yeah. which he did in that game. Double. And if you remember early in the year, like mid season, this was like maybe early November or October. 
Dave predicted the Vikings will play in the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia. I think you circle the bases for that. Nice. I think you circle the bases for that. Yeah, that's a home run. That's a to Jim call Tomey that like shot. two months out, and uh, yep, he gets it. I, th- I think we're going to give that today of circle those bases. I appreciate that. I thought I also had a prediction from after it was must have been the first week of the season that the Patriots would be just fine and would host the AFC Championship game. You may have to look really back far into the archives for that, and maybe get back to that at a later date. There was a two, there was a two parter there. Yes, you did predict that as a two part parlay. Part one was that they would start 0-2. Dang it. But they beat right. the Saints in week two. Nah, I remember that prediction. You so yeah. you were okay. you were pretty close on that. Okay. Um, so right now, it's early in the year. We've only had a few things come off the board. But uh, batting averages, Dave is hitting 500, Judd 375, and I'm hitting 333. So Judd Zolgad. We'll go Judd, Dave, me, and then we'll get to the listener uh, predictions too. So fire away. All right. My first, I'll write that down. We'll, write that down. Uh, I don't have a pencil. We'll remember that then. Involves Sunday's game in Philadelphia. I'm going back to the interception well, but I'm changing the name. Trey Waynes will have an interception of Nick Foles on Sunday. Okay. So Trey Waynes will have an interception in the NFC title game. Uh, David? Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Dad. Mine will all be related to the big game Sunday, 540 Philadelphia, the link. Please tell me you're going to predict three separate interceptions. I am not. Okay. I'm going to start, however, with the pressure that will get to Nick Foles. The blitzes will be coming hot and heavy, boys. There will be multiple Vikings sacks from players not on the Vikings' defensive line. So either linebackers or defensive backs will account for multiple sacks of Nick Foles on Sunday. Okay, so like Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith, Correct. and boom, you get the point there. All right, uh, write this one down. We're going write this down. Vikings-themed here because, you know, it's only like once every decade they actually play in this game. The Eagles will score single-digit points in this game. The Eagles will not reach double digits in this game. Now, if that happens, the Vikings should win, but could they still lose like 9-7 to or 9-3 to or 9-6? to It could happen, but the Eagles will score single-digit points in this game. If that happens, that's an extra base hit, right? Oh, yeah, I'll give you a double for that. Okay. Okay. Does zero count? Yes, a shutout okay, count. Just checking. So zero to nine is right. the is the range we're looking at here. Write Fair this enough. down. Uh, let's go to a, a listener submission here. This since this was Roderick's idea. Roderick, loyal listener, calls in all the time. Uh, he emailed us this idea. We should incorporate, like, organize it, incorporate listeners. And it's, I don't know why we didn't do that last year, but uh, he gave us a few. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this one for sure. That actually, you know, we're gonna give Roderick two of them here because it was his idea. He's predicting during the offseason, Sam Bradford will sign a richer contract than Teddy Bridgewater. And a separate prediction, Mm -hmm. Teddy Bridgewater will be the only quarterback from this year's roster on the Vikings roster next season. So the only quarterback they're going to bring back is Teddy Bridgewater. Wow. Uh, He also has a third prediction, but without having read his email yet, I, I have the same prediction as his third one. And so I'm... You're gonna. I'm gonna take it for yourself. I'm gonna take it for myself and be selfish. So we're giving Roderick <laughs> the way to go. Yeah, Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Judd. All right. Uh, back to Sunday's game. For all of you who think that I hate Case Keenum, listen up. Case Keenum will not throw an interception on Sunday. Case Keenum will not be picked off. Wow. Case Keenum will play a smart game. The irresponsible two or three passes that we seem to see in most games will go away for this one. He will 
not be picked off. See, I see a p- pattern here. So you've got Case Keenum playing a mistake-free game, and you've got... What Trey, was the other one? You've got Trey, Trey Wayne Wayne's with an interception. interception. Pass, okay. Creating a short field for the offense hmm. against a tough defense. Yeah, you can start to put it together. All right. David? Write it down. You like writing things down. I'm going to talk about the other quarterback. Again, Nick Foles. I already mentioned he's going to be sacked a couple times by non-defensive linemen. Well, he's not going to do well throwing the ball when he does get away. He will finish for under 200 yards passing. He will not have a passing touchdown. And he will be responsible for two or more turnovers, either interceptions or fumbles by him. Wow. That's really going for wow, it. Wow, that is uh, nice. Yeah, but I see I see where Dave's going with this, too, that a lot of sacks coming, uh-huh. Nick Foles not performing well. Uh, take Write that. it down. You like writing things down. Take that, Philly. Uh, I'm going to give you just a, just a really standard uh, Vegas prediction here. I'll take the under on the 38.5. Write that down. I'll take the under on the 38.5. Write it down. You like writing things down. I'll have to remember to ask Todd about that. Another uh, listener submission here from our guy, The Dude, loyal listener, The Dude, Jeremy. Yes. He predicts Diggs and Thielen will each eclipse four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown this Sunday. Ooh. So uh, four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown each or more for big. Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. Mm, that's big. One of the best wide defense. receiver tandems in the NFL. All Write right. this down. My last one actually will uh, shift over to the AFC. I can't help myself here. Blake Bortles no longer will be Jacksonville starting quarterback on opening day of next season. The Jaguars are going to say, we got this great defense, and really, we're going to do this to ourselves? Blake bleeping Bortles? (laughs) Blake Bortles will be supplanted as the uh, Jaguars starting quarterback by opening day of next season. Yeah, like, it's amazing. I just can't see it continuing. If you swapped, well, it's hard, because if... If you swapped Bortles and Brady, you'd feel obviously so much different about You got Alex game. Smith, you'd feel better. Yeah. Go for a home run, Judd. Who's going to replace him? Mm, no, I can't do that. Didn't give that thought. I'm going to stick well, at we'll Blake Bortles. Oh, I'm, I'm going to stay at Blake Bortles. 30 seconds. Come on. You can Write think during down. my last I need prediction. more. Yeah. Write it down. You like writing things down. I thought this at the beginning of the week, and it seems to be only getting more and more clear to me. The Vikings are going to win by at least two scores. It's not going to be a game, so that means nine points or more will be the final margin. Vikings win in Philly. Uh, I was going to say two safeties, two field goals, but two okay, two score, two yes, score. A yeah. touchdown <laughs> and, a, and a two-point conversion will not be enough to even tie the game. All nine right. or more. All right, and then... Write it uh, down. You like writing things down. Final prediction uh, here for me to wrap this up. I'm going to go Wolves with this one. This is the, Roderick and I are on the same page with this one. I'm, I'm going to steal it, but uh, the Wolves will finish. Now that the Spurs have sidelined or benched or whatever uh, Kawhi Leonard for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. the Timberwolves will finish with the number three seed in the Western Conference. Okay. Now, the Rockets and the Warriors are on a different level, and you saw that last night, if anyone watched that game. But that doesn't matter. Just get there, maybe win a first-round playoff series, and then we can start to ramp up expectations. But the Wolves will finish with the number 3 seed in the Western. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, dudes. Let's get uh, Doogie in here for a scoop. And uh, you can check out his scoop podcast. He's had all kinds of big-time interviews the last couple weeks. We'll get him in here for a lowdown of information on the local sports teams before we go anywhere with that big game on the horizon. Number one, I, I got two messages for you on behalf of the Chris Lindell team. Number one, the myth is you should wait until spring to sell your home because that's the hot season, right? You got to wait till spring. Well, Chris Lindahl is the number one REMAX results team 
They know how to market. They know how to get top dollar for your home. And they're telling you, don't wait until after the big game. Get the ball moving right now. There's less competition in terms of, uh, well, it's kind of uh, twofold. There's less competition in terms of houses available, but they will create more competition for your home based on their database, their marketing, and all the tools and tricks and knowledge that they bring to the table. Also, if you're interested in making forty, fifty, maybe $60,000 more on the sale of your home, here's how you do it. There's a workshop taking place January 29th through the 31st. The seller workshops that Chris Lindahl is putting on are incredible value that will help you make a lot of money on the sale of your home. Sellerworkshop.com. Seating is limited. Sellerworkshop.com. 763-401-SOLD. Mackie and Judd now continue. Now back to more sports than you can handle. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by It's Just Lunch. All right, we got Doogie in here. Uh, Channel 5 is doing some awesome work in the lead-up, the coverage for this Philadelphia-Minnesota game on Sunday. Joe Schmidt's been hanging out with Case Keenum's parents in Texas uh, last night. So you can go to their website, kstp.com. Chris Long, he'll check in with us, we think, later on. He's in Philadelphia last night, today. And the guys on the Fanatic, who there's, uh, we've been going back and forth with those guys all week long. They've been playing clips of our show, ripping our station, and back back and forth. And Chris sent us a photo doogie of the Fanatic midday hosts just flicking us off from their <laughs> from Hooters or wherever the hell they are. So I, I don't know. It. I mean, it's all it's all in good fun, but at the same time, there's a lot of false bravado <laughs> coming up from a franchise that's never won a Super Bowl as well in Philadelphia. Good fun from this side. I don't know if it's all good fun yeah. from there. Oh, side. I don't think it's good fun no. from that side. You know, <laughs> heck, don't forget I was born in Philadelphia, so I've got a little Philadelphian in me. You were Philadelphia born and raised on the yeah, playgrounds well, where you spent. No, most I wasn't of your born and raised in West Philadelphia, but yeah, moved here in second grade so i'd like to think of myself as a minnesotan a full-fledged minnesotan but with certainly a number of family members out that way and a little philadelphia in my blood trust me it is not good-natured from that end (laughs) knowing enough people in philadelphia it's not they're very defensive yeah i think you can start off with defensive okay can you help us let's get some scoopage here and people can go download doogie's scoop podcast uh, great interviews every week Vikings injuries here. Adam Thielen showed up on the injury report with a back. Let's start there, and then any anything else you're hearing on Vikings banged-up players. Adam Thielen will play on Sunday, but I'm <laughs> led to believe that back is an issue. He hmm. is not close to 100% now. He will get around-the-clock treatment. I'm telling you, look for him on the field. But the question is, how impactful can he be? Kyle Rudolph's ankle is still not 100%. So you think about a guy like Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd missed practice yesterday. He is sick. I'm led to believe he will be back today. I know his trainer was at his house last night, brought him some chicken soup, some other stuff, some apple vinegar. Hmm. So he should be okay. But you think about Michael Floyd, does he play that many more snaps in this game? You think about his ability to block, trying to establish a running game. You know, So they will need Floyd. He'll be fine. This is not a 72-hour flu bug. But he should be okay. But, yeah, I mean, keep an eye on Adam Thielen's back. I mean, even if you watch the video, I put some video on my Twitter account, D Wolfson KSTP, yesterday. He was limited in practice. But just watching him move, you can see some discomfort in his face. Do we know, does that uh, does that predate the Saints game? And he aggravated it? Or is this brand new? My understanding say? is it definitely got tweaked late in the game, that catch when he landed on his back. Oh, yeah. Whenever yeah. that was, three and a half minutes to go, three minutes to go, two and a half minutes to go. That excellent catch late in the game when he landed on his back, that's when something happened. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that could be 
But I mean, Stefan Diggs can shoulder the load, but obviously if Thielen's not himself, then, uh, then that might be a, a bit of a problem for the Well, Vikings I agree, out. because you think about Mills and Darby, you know, that is a distinct advantage in my mind for the Vikings if you have close to a 100% Adam Thielen. You know, you think about Christmas Day night, that Raiders game, Amari Cooper putting that double move on Jalen Mills mm-hmm. for a 65-yard touchdown. Can't you see Diggs or Thielen doing the same thing? But again, the question is, you know, how impactful can Thielen be with, with a dinged-up back? Andrew Sandejo, where, where do things stand with him after suffering the concussion on Sunday? Yeah, he still needs to get final clearance from an independent neurologist, but all signs point to him being on the field on Sunday. Okay. He should be fine. Okay, yeah, that's a, there, there's some drop-offs there if the Vikings suffer some injuries. and the mm, offensively. You know what, Anthony Harris, pretty good player. Sure, but I think Sandejo has gotten so much better the last two or three years. It's not the same mm-hmm. guy we think of maybe two years ago. Or, oh, he's just like, he's replaceable. Like he's To his credit, he's become a legit NFL safety. I agree. One other thing I'll add is I spent Tuesday night with Bo Allen's parents. Bo Allen played at Minnetonka High School, then went on to the University of Wisconsin, turned down a Gophers offer, seventh-round pick of the Eagles in 2014. He's a rotational guy. He'll play 25 to 30 snaps for the Eagles on Sunday. So I spent Tuesday night with his mom, his dad, his younger sister, Grace, they actually say to me, they were at the Falcons game, they were at the Cowboys game on New Year's Eve, they were at the Raiders game on Christmas Day night, they actually think Philadelphia fans get a bad rap. Oh, now, I certainly bad. wouldn't walk through the a... parking lot with a swagger, I wouldn't be puffing out my chest they're, if I'm wearing a Vikings the, jersey, but, but I heard you talking but, about this but dudes, on my drive-in. They're the parents. Most fans are not that out of control. They're the parents of an Eagles player. So my guess is that they're not going in Vikings. My point is, if you go there, especially for a playoff game, dressed in the opposing team's jersey, they are. They're nuts. An Eagles fan punched a police horse, Doogie. I did see that. <laughs> Dude, come on. I, mean, I can't defend that. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure these folks are very nice people, but they probably get great seats. They're rooting for the Eagles. Their kid plays for the Eagles. Well, the seats not might the make a case. difference. You're right. I mean, they're not way up in the reaches of... The upper, upper yes. deck, okay? So maybe it's different up there. I'll grant you that. But I'm just telling you what they told well, me. Forgive me if I don't trust them entirely. Well, I'm just telling you. I took them at face value that, that at least Philly fans get a bad rap. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, when fans have, it's a 640 Eastern time kickoff. When you have all day to get lubed up, I get it. There will be some out-of-control fans. But I'm just saying, if you are a Vikings fan going... I'm not discouraging you from wearing your Vikings gear. Oh, I am. Uh, wolves, Just don't talk trash. How about wolves, that? Wolves trade steam. What's going on there? They continue to shop Gorgie Jang. Now, I'll admit I was wrong on this one. At the time, I told you guys, when Gorgie signed a four-year, $62.8 million extension, October of 2016, I told you guys, that was a team-friendly deal. I was looking at what Rudy Gobert got in Utah, what Steve Adams got in Oklahoma City albeit those guys are better players, but when those guys got $100 million deals, I said, hey, Gorgie, at the time, really good pick-and-roll defender. You know, he can do some things. Four years, 62.8 is not ridiculous for Gorgie Jang. Well, with the cap not going up, like many of us thought, that is now a ridiculous contract. So with three years, $46 million left, the Wolves cannot trade Gorgie Jang. There are teams that like Gorgie Jang on the surface. Nobody wants that contract. Okay. So I would be surprised if they move him. I know they've gotten some calls on Nemanja Bielitsa, but the Wolves aren't getting back to those teams exactly what they'd be looking for yeah. in a Bielitsa trade. And I would be like, surprised they if Bielitsa moves. They need three-point shooters, too. They, Correct. You know, they, they just, that game last night against the Rockets, 
the the Wolves might wind up with the three seed now that Kawhi Leonard's going to be out indefinitely. I mean, they're right there with the Spurs. But when mm-hmm. you watch them play against Golden State and uh, and and Houston, the gap they have to make up in three point shots is think about how great you have to be in every other area to make up for the extra 10 three-pointers that Houston or Golden State's going to hit on you in a game. I mean, it was a lot of hero ball last night. You're not going to beat them with the three-point shot. I mean, do what you normally do. you got to move the ball. I don't think Tyus Jones played enough last night. I was bugged by that. You know, I would also add Boston to that mix. I think there's a clear separation. The Warriors, the Celtics, the Rockets, they're in a tier by themselves. Then there's a drop-off to the Wolves. But, yeah, I mean, with Kawhi Leonard out indefinitely. Now, Greg Popovich says he'll be back at some point this year. This is not a season-ending injury. But, yes, there is a distinct possibility that the Wolves end up as the three seed. But, yeah, best of luck against Houston in the second round. Uh, When are the Twins going to sign you, Darvish? Is that going to be sometime before the end end of the day? If he wants to take a three-year deal, I mean, the deal could get done today. (laughs) Well, that's funny how that works. That's that's the same as Torrey Hunter 10 years ago. Hey, Torrey, we'll give you a... Give you five bucks, uh, and the Angels are offering five years. I think teams are finally coming to their senses. It doesn't make sense to give any starting pitcher a six-year deal, especially one that had Tommy John surgery just a couple years ago. There's enough research out there. I talked to a former Twins executive not that long ago. Trust me, these teams have all this data about pitchers three, four, five years removed from Tommy John. Mm -hmm. Now, what is it? About 50% of pitchers undergo Tommy John surgery at some point. Most bounce back, no problem, for a year, for two years, maybe even three. I'm telling you, look at the data on Tommy John pitchers four years later, five years later, Hmm. six years later. Interesting. I've been saying for the longest time, I don't see the Twins giving you Darvish a six-year deal, but I'm now also starting to think no team is giving you Darvish a six-year deal. So who's willing to give him four? Is anybody willing to go to five? I guess I'd be surprised if the Twins even went to five, but they're maintaining dialogue with all those agents. The agent for you, Darvish, the agent for Alex Cobb, even Scott Boros on Jake Arrieta, and Lance Lynn's agent. So I think they'll end up with somebody. I know Derek Falvey, Judd, you were at the Diamond Awards last night. Did Falvey say it on the main microphone, or was it just in a little media group setting? But I do know, and I'm on my way to Target Field here in about 45 minutes for a luncheon, and I'll catch up with those guys. But my mm-hmm. understanding is Falvey at the Diamond Awards last night said, hey, we're not done. That yeah, he, he feels did, confident he they are that, going yeah. to get one of these guys. You know, so I will I will take him at face value as well, just like the Allen family. I think they end up with one of these guys, but I'm just telling you, I don't see them getting you Darvish, you know, when it comes to if he wants a yeah. six-year deal. Yeah, Judd and I were both at the Diamond Awards, and he had to leave early because he hated the presentation up on front. Of the I stage. thought he Dick Bramer was outstanding. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was it, it was it was worth the price of admission, despite the fact I didn't pay that price. I think you might be able to catch the rerun on uh, FSN at some point. It, it's going to be on once or twice. <laughs> uh, Amir Coffey, is he is he ever coming back? Because yeah, this, this is an unwatchable product right now for the yeah. They beat Penn State last I, week, earlier this week. I know, but it's it's for the most it's part. Gutsy because win. Th- this is the this is in my opinion one of the if not the biggest in season meltdown I've I've seen where you take a team that had two players who were really good and they're fun to watch and now I just watch games I'm like oh. I mean, predictable, hard. though, right? When you take away well, Lynch, course. when you take away Coffee, a, and then you add Eric Curry but on top of that, comes the back, lack of depth. If Coffee comes back, it makes it at least a little bit more palatable. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, he's an enjoyable player to watch. He is a good player. I think he's got a very bright future. He will make money playing somewhere. I think he's an NBA player. Actually, the path that Amir Coffee is on.
Maybe not right now. Maybe it's a year or two from now, but I love Amir Coffee. Yeah, the right shoulder is responding well to treatment, to physical therapy. He's not playing, for example, Saturday against Ohio State. I guess that would be tomorrow. He's not playing against the Buckeyes at the Garden tomorrow. But yes, there's a distinct possibility that sometime in the coming weeks, he is back, that this is not a season-ending injury. I just know there's more optimism now than the previous week or two internally that Amir will be back at some point this season. By the way, Richard Pitino has to stop complaining about losing a home game. Enough. Uncle, mercy, seriously, enough. Stop it. This is like now five times. We get it. It's unfortunate. You lost a home game. You had nothing to do with that. This was supposed to be a home game tomorrow. Now they're playing in New York City, but enough. Stop complaining. I, I think you know it's going to be really interesting if Amir Coffey doesn't come back. The biggest criticism of Patino is guys like Bakari Kanate. You know, if, if you're going to play him for four years and he can't grab a rebound once in a while, if he's going to be out there for twenty or thirty minutes, uh, Jameer Harris had a really good game against Penn State. So that's there might be some reinforcements. I thought coming he was here. okay in stretches last night too. Yeah. So. You know, you got you. You have to be able to squeeze some extra toothpaste out of that bench tube. And if Amir Coffee comes back, even if you don't get Reggie Lynch back, if Amir Coffee comes back and you're in the hunt on the bubble, you can win games. You're not going to be as good. You're not going to be that elite eight potential team that we all kind of thought going into the year. But like you could, you could sneak in and 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 win a game or two if Amir Coffee comes back. If the you can get the issue in. you have though is the Big Ten is so bad. Where are you getting good wins? You have an opportunity tomorrow. Yeah, I guess a find point. a way to beat Ohio State. You know, are you beating Michigan State here coming up? You only get Purdue once, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're right. Right? Yeah, yeah it's a good point. I mean, I guess it would be early March, you know, make a run back in New York City at the Big Ten tournament, I guess. You know, I guess fight for that automatic bid. But I'm just saying they are losing chances to get quality victories at this point. I love the Big Ten. They have sold their soul. I yeah, mean, just well, completely. Let's let's play. It's a market that's there for the taking. Let's play a neutral site game in the, the the garden. But my favorite is the tournament being played in the garden, still being supplanted then, but by the Big East. So the Big East didn't move their dates. So you're playing your conference tournament. You're the big bleeping ten, and you are going to essentially go dark for a week so that you could play a conference tournament yeah. in the garden. It's Correct. ridiculous. When, yes. when I agree you're with a, when, it's so stupid. When you're a Midwest conference. But the golfers, I guess, won't have anything to worry about that one week layoff. Between, no, I know, but it's just it, it's yeah. just the whole thing about I, I being agree. in New yeah. York and advertising at yeah. Yankee Stadium. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, good stuff, Dukes. What's up? You guys got a ton of things going on. KSGP, your Scoop podcast. What should listeners know here? Yeah, the, the latest Scoop podcast has Randy Etzelon. Heck, at one point his name came up for the Golfers' job. He coached yeah. Stefan Diggs in Maryland, so he's on the latest Scoop podcast. I had him on for about twenty minutes, just spinning some dig stories. In terms of TV, I've got Chuck Foreman in studio with me Sunday night. So Chris Long, Joe Schmidt at Lincoln Financial Field. The plan is if the Vikings win, we will go on the air immediately. We will break into programming, primetime programming, and go until like 11 o'clock or so. If they lose, we'll scale it down, figuring if they lose, a lot of people will turn off the TV. But yeah, there's a bunch of stuff planned. I know uh, Chris Long's back in Philadelphia Again today, Joe Schmidt is joining him in Philadelphia. Joe Schmidt yesterday was in Abilene, Texas, doing some stuff with Case Keenum's yeah, good stuff. family. So, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff available on KSTP.com. Who wins? I think the Vikings won. I take the under. Yeah, that's that's our feeling, too. Yeah, 20 to 13 Vikings. Okay. Yeah, if, if a team scores 20, I think you take it, right? 
If you yes. can give me 20 points and then whatever happens, happens, I think you take the 20 points. Absolutely. And, yeah. All right, that's Doogie. Thanks, Doogie. Follow Bye, him at DWolfson, KSTP on Twitter, and download and subscribe to his Scoop podcast. Dave, what's coming up in stuff you should know about? A lot of good stuff. Pitch clocks, Greg Popovich, Bill Walton, panic over Brady's hand, all the goodies. Boom. Mackie and Judd are back. Okay. Best play. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd, stuff you should know about, is sponsored by the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. Ready for a bad cold and flu season? A cold is a cold, but flu brings fever. Be prepared with the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer, backed by medical professionals everywhere. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. And now here is your anthem singer, David Harrigan. I will do no singing. None. That's actually a good thing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Glass house, Judd. Glass house. Tom Tell Brady. What you're talking about? I, I can carry a tune pretty good. Uh, I was singing a couple days ago some no. Gordon Lightfoot tunes. I was pretty good. <gasps> really? You a little Gordy? You, you just yeah. sing the Edmund Fitzgerald on your stroll around if the house? You could read nope. my mind, love. What a tale, my okay, thoughts. Good that's okay, thank for you. Us. Everybody's worried, boys. Everybody's worried about Tom Brady's right hand. Oh, no. For a little while, it appears that. The uh, Patriots-Jags game was off the board at several bookmakers. A lot have put it back on the board, but dropped it down from what was a nine or nine and a half line to now around seven, seven and a half. A lot of people are worried. A lot of people are upset. A lot of people are grumpy. Isn't that right, Bill? (laughs) Bill, do you have any update on Tom's status for Sunday? Yeah, we gave out the injury report yesterday. We'll update it today. When Brian Hoyer steps in there like he did yesterday, how, how does that affect at all the team practice to lead to the team execution that you're looking for on game day? Do you feel like when he's in there, you guys are getting the work that, that helps you meet that team execution that you're looking for on game day? Brian does a great job for us. Works hard, practices hard. It's a good job. Has not having Tom out there limited your preparation at all for Jacksonville? We're going to continue to get ready for Jacksonville all the way through until game time. I mean, that's got to be the worst ever. You know, going in as a reporter, you know, can you imagine covering that team for like 10 years and every single time you walk in, you know it's just a pointless exercise? I, I love how I, I love how they have to attempt to like nuance the question. Like if I say that if I use this one sentence, it might work. I might get an answer. And then, of course, you don't like it's this this it's the great cat and mouse game of if I phrase it like this, will he? And of course, he won't. Ever. Yeah, well, he's going to try to beat the, the, uh, the Jags. If Brady can play, that is. Let's talk about a quarterback who couldn't beat the Jags. In Touch Weekly is the publication, boys. They have a lengthy, exclusive, maybe not exclusive, I don't know. We'll call it exclusive for now. Interview with Stormy Daniels, the porn star who has been uh, apparently in uh, cahoots with Donald Trump. You've been keeping up on this story a little bit? Uh, Enough. Enough. Darn right I have. Yeah. Stormy. Oh, God. And she says, we were still in the bedroom. Oh, my God. She and Donald. 
We hung out for a little while and he just kept saying, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you. I have to see you again. You're amazing. We have to get you on. I ended up leaving and the next night I saw him again at a party. It's downstairs of the hotel I was in and he was hanging out with Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> when I got there, he was already with him. He had Keith, his bodyguard, call me, ask if I was coming. When I got there, I called Keith, told me where he was sitting. He brought me over. He was hanging out with Ben for a long time. A couple other people around, nobody famous, just hangers on. Ben had just won the Super Bowl that year. Donald excused himself. He had to leave. I don't remember why. He made Ben promise to take care of me. I stayed another 15 to 20 minutes, and Ben Roethlisberger actually walked me up to my room that night because Donald pulled him to. So Ben didn't do anything untoward? The word is, uh, after that, she just said yes. He walked me all the way to my hotel room, and that's the end of the uh, the. So account. Ben was a gentleman. They're all gentlemen. First time ben. for everything, I guess. All gentlemen, that's a great story. So Donald Trump is Warms good friends with Ben Roethlisberger, with Tom Brady. Robert Kraft. Do, is he tight with, do we know if he's tight with Peyton Manning? Is he just tight with like the Mount Rushmore of modern day quarterbacks? Yeah. yeah. Drew Brees. I don't think him All and Rodgers are. <laughs> Interesting. Credit Ryan Leaf for self-awareness. Miles Kuyper's, uh, what, Mach 1.0 yesterday? Mm-hmm. Quarterback from Wyoming as the top overall pick. Well, at least Ryan Leaf has the self-awareness to tweet. Then again, he picked me ahead of Peyton, too. Just wow. saying. Good for wow. him. Dude, Ryan Leaf Good is... Good for Ryan Leaf. I, th- I like this new reincarnated version of Ryan Leaf. He's come a long way. He's, uh, he's open about his story. Although, mm-hmm. can you imagine, thinking back now, watching just how great Peyton Manning was and how much money he made and his life... And you could have had that if you just weren't such a knucklehead 20 years ago. There's got to be a pretty heavy level of regret there, right? Oh, I'm sure there is, You screwed up maybe... so many problems, too. Making $200 million and... Back in 2014, Joel Embiid was a brand newbie to the NBA and decided he wanted to take a pass at a big-time entertainer, so he wanted to go on a date with Rihanna. Yeah. Ah, She was as big as she could get at that point. She said, "No, no, no! I don't date. I don't date young NBA stars. You know, make an All Star game and get back to me." Well, Joel Embiid yesterday was named an All Star, a starter. Post game yesterday, 76ers. Wait a minute. Years ago, you were denied by a young woman who told you to come back when you were an All Star. Is there anything you'd like to say to anybody on TNT right now? Amen. You should deny me back then, so why go with her again? So um, I have to pass that and move on to the next one. You got oh, the mic. Oh, Anything you'd like to say? Oh, oh. Trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> I, love I love that line. He's great. Trust the dating process. Yes, moving on. Up. <laughs> there are good things about Philadelphia. You have to dig, but you can find them. Greg Popovich has been known for his surly attitude with the media, but it's not always that way. How does it change what you want to do offensively, I guess, schematically, when you don't have a guy like Kawhi? You know, that's a good question. That's, that's a good question. As opposed to some others. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite saying right now. Uh, you, you, that's a hell of a good question. 
So Whoa. he's basically saying, like, okay, your best player's out. Schematically, how do you... All right. I'm sure... Never heard Is he pop? just in a good mood? Because I'm sure that's been asked before when Kawhi Leonard's been Never injured or Duncan or somebody, right? Like that. I don't know, but he offered praise. He uh, called it a very good question, and he couldn't answer and it. And then thought about it long and hard, yes. too. Impressive. Hmm. <laughs> this world needs more Bill Walton. Luckily, we have it. Walton and Pash on the call last night. It was in Oregon, maybe against the USC. I don't even remember. But Dave Pash has a son, a 12-year-old named Zeke, who is hanging out with Bill, maybe pregame, something like that, tossing a Frisbee around. And, you know, Bill uh, Bill apparently liked the cut of his jib. How cool was Zeke? I hit a good time. He enjoyed it. That was out. very cool. He enjoyed hanging so, out with you. So Zeke has got to come out on the dead tour. We got, no, no, no. He's, this is he's coming 12. right he's 12. here. He's not going with you. Anymore. That's the that's the perfect time to go. You're not going to corrupt gonna, my only son. Corrupt him. <laughs> we're going to corrupt him. We're going to expand his horizons. We're going to shine the light. We're going to show the love. Do you wow. think that Dave Pash has paid more for, for agreeing to work with Bill? As opposed to, do you think he gets more, like per game? Yeah, yeah. Like as so opposed if he gets to Billis, he gets you know a amount. Right. He gets yeah, exactly he, uh, increases the neck a couple. Hundred I mean, bucks. I would ask: Are there many more terrifying things than the thought of Bill Walton taking your twelve-year-old son to a Grateful Dead concert? Oh, the tour? No, no, he the, the tour. tour. Yeah, not just one around We're the doing country. The whole deal. We're going around yeah, the country. To terrifying to me. I wouldn't let him take one of my house cats to a Grateful Dead concert. House cat comes back high, hair really long. <laughs> Poor Tommy and Tigger. <laughs> Tigger, Tommy what Tigger. happened to you? Hey, man. Chill out, man. I Just know. make with the fancy feast, all right? I was with Walton. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Pass, and others all over it yesterday from the Rosenthal Twitter account. Commissioner Rob Ranfred, Union Chief Tony Clark will meet on pace of play next week. Gap between the sides remains significant and likely prohibitive. Manfred maintains the right to implement initial proposal by MLB union rejected upgraded proposal. They're talking about pace of play. The league is planning for a 20 second pitch clock, regardless of whether or not runners are on base. The clock able to reset if a pitcher steps off. A pitcher will get one warning. Then it'll be penalized with one ball per violation. As for mound, vi- mound visits, any trip to the mound by a manager, coach, player, or trip off the mound by the pitcher to talk to a player will count as a visit. Pitcher must exit after two visits in an inning. The league also wants to uh, implement a 30-second timer installed between batters. Yeah, I, I'm all for any of these creative ways to, to speed up the game. But what's interesting is the players and so the players' union and the commissioner and the league have different views on how this should happen. Uh, I think as long as they're okay on on the money aspect of things, there won't be a strike or a lockout. But that's another interesting twist. Jeff Passan had an article about how teams are just like, look at all these free agents out there. Teams aren't going to pay, after a guy's prime maybe, millions of dollars. I think the hang-up, if, the, if there's another strike or a, or a lockout of some kind, I don't think it's going to be a, about pace of play. I think it's going to be oh, it's about free players agency. saying, wait a second, I'm Bryce Harper, I'm Mike Trout, you know, in my second year, why am I making $500,000 and I'm the best player in baseball? That's this, absurd. What, what we're seeing uh, right now is as close to, to the collusion year as you could possibly get, where you just don't have guys signing. Uh, and I believe, so So on the pace of play, it needs, I think the CBA says they need to run this by the players. The players have said no, I. but they can implement it them for, for this year, correct? So I think the rule is the players say no, baseball says too bad, 
This is this is gonna get this. This is the first time since '94 that I recall these sides now starting to butt heads again. Yeah, like but this. you know what? I think this is all gonna be pretty. I mean, there's things that exist in the game now that are much more problematic. The game being slower is a bigger problem when everyone's on social media and it's a it's a gra- grab your attention now or or you know they're on to the next society. And that wasn't the case as much in the mid '90s. People were much more into the slow pace of baseball in the mid-90s. And the NFL was not a passing league yet. it didn't move this slow. No. It, it moves way slower now. Yeah, agreed. Here's the one thing that confuses me in everything I read there. 20-second pitch clock that would reset if a pitcher steps off the rubber. Then what's the point? Why you, can just there... step, you can just step off the rubber yeah, to reset the clock. Yeah, you can step off, yeah. or if there's a runner on, you can you know, just lazily toss one yeah, over the right. first. You know, what? I, I don't understand the point, then, of having a pitch clock. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think there's a lot of things to be ironed out here, but that's the thing. Like, this is pretty complicated. The money aspect of it now, too, with with the pace of play, and then to get both sides in a room and come to an agreement. But I think the commissioner can unilaterally implement pace of play he things, can. right? He definitely so they can. can. Like, they can say, sorry, so tough luck. Will. Interesting. All right. We have uh, one of our favorite listeners, Matt from Tennessee. He offered us a great Vikings and Case Keenum-related poem in the fall, he has come back again with another great Vikings-related poem, a reading from Matt in Tennessee and Todd Furman in about 15 minutes to help us with our official championship weekend picks. Mackie and Judd. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. It's a cultural wasteland filled with inappropriate metaphors and an unrealistic portrayal of life created by the liberal media elite. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Join 1500 ESPN at Menards in Brooklyn Park this Friday. That would be today. The 1500 ESPN promo team will be there from 4 to 6 with your chance to win station prizes. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Now, the Minnesota Lynx, Harry, of the WNBA. Now, that's a juggernaut. They've got championships in 11, 13, 15, and 17. Oh, man. Now, that is something that I hope those guys doing the show out there can really hang their hat on. Okay. Is this so it's a WNBA. W- it's a WNBA town. Yeah, I mean, I'm, look, I'm not uh, I'm, right. I'm not putting down the WNBA, but I mean. Yeah, you are. It sounds like you are. No, no, man. I'm saying that that's something they can really hang their hat on. Every See, odd year, they get a WNBA title. That's funny because I took that as you totally putting it down. Not at all. No, no, I'm saying that's something. You, look, if, you, if you're a WNBA fan, and who am I yeah. to discourage you from being a WNBA fan? I mean, there's not, there's not much better out there. Then I'm sure they fill up that barn out there, too, for those WNBA games. Barn. barn. <laughs> Every other year when they win a title. Oh, my God. That's the that's the fanatic. Just trashing. Just trashing Minnesota sports. Wow, they're, so, they're so mean, too. It's amazing, man. Uh, in fairness, we've punched back a little bit, too, at them. So it's a, it's been a back and forth for the last few days. Uh, here is Sal Palantonio with a warning to Vikings fans. My advice is don't, don't wear Vikings gear to yeah. the gate. Don't. Don't. Don't don't tempt the gods, please. Don't don't do it. I have friends who come in from New York all the time, Giants fans, and I'm always like, listen, don't wear your Eli Manning jersey if you're coming to the link, you know. Especially don't stroll around the parking lot. I mean, once you get into the stadium, fine, get it. You can take off your jacket and, and wear your jersey, but you can't stroll around the link parking lot with your Terrell Owens jersey in a you know. You remember when T.O. came back here, they tore the jerseys off people and lit them on fire in a big bonfire in the parking lot? Yeah, that's just, just, just keep that in mind. All I have to say is someone once fired a flare in the stands during an Eagles game. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, the link seems a little classier, though, right? Than the old vet. They don't, they don't have when the When did the jail. link open up? 
Early two thousands. It's got to be tw- t- fifteen years now. They don't. They don't have the jail. Uh, but when I covered the two thousand three uh, divisional playoff game between the Packers and Eagles, there it was. It started late, just like this game. Yeah, it was very, very raucous. Yeah, uh, we will have a lot more time for phone calls in the eleven o'clock hour. Todd Furman's coming up in about ten minutes, and then at some point we're going to try and check in with Chris Long from Channel Five, who's been. On the ground in Philadelphia the last couple of days. And then the superstar comes in in the noon hour. So if you do want to chime in, sometime, I don't know, starting in like 20 minutes, here's the number. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Whether you're a Vikings fan or an Eagles fan, you can uh, you can infiltrate our airwaves. Gentlemen, Matt from Tennessee sent us a poem you might remember a couple months ago about Case Keenum. Uh, this is a, You can go search it. Just if you search... I don't know, Vikings poem, Matt, Tennessee. You can find it if you search it on Google. He has come back again with a playoff version here, an NFC championship version. And uh, I'm going to do my best to do justice to this. I'm going to do my poem reading voice at a coffee shop. Okay. If you could provide maybe some snapping. Ooh, Dave with the poem music. It's Happening by Matt from Tennessee. (laughs) We're destroying the Saints in the opening quarter. I've never felt more excited as a Vikings supporter. McKinnon runs one in and Sandejo nabs one from Breeze. We're following the script, executing all of Judd's keys. Oh, yeah, keys. Bring it to the show. Murray makes his contribution in the second frame. With this lead and this defense, we can't lose this game. The Saints appear to score, but Ginn gives us a gift. He catches a touchdown, but wasn't set. An illegal shift. Hmm, bad mistake. Barr gets a pick from a lucky tipped ball. Thanks, Judd. Terrible, the, terrible blunder. The Saints miss a kick, and we're getting every call. Our defense looks good, and our offense is fine. Maybe we'll finally redeem the debacle of 09. Feeling haughty at this point. Mm, high on our horse. Oh, yes, it's happening. But for now, Forbath misses a chance at three more. We have a long drive in the third, but fail to score. Mm, too bad. Now the Saints march right down, making... The defense looks silly. I guess New Orleans isn't giving up on a chance to face Philly. Dilly dilly. Mm-hmm. Tough, tough fan base. Then Keenum throws the pick. We thought that he might. Thomas scores again, and I know this game will be tight. Kai knocks one through to put us up by six points, but my nerves are unsettled, and I can't move my joints. And now, are you kidding me? They block a kick? Then Kamara beats Kendricks, and my stomach is sick. The Saints take the lead with three minutes to play. We take it right back, but they aren't going away. Our defense collapses on a huge fourth and ten. A New Orleans field goal crushes my soul once again. I've got a knot in my gut matching one in my throat. The Saints think they've won, and their coach starts to gloat. Oh, skull that. Premature celebration. Oh, no, it's happening. With ten seconds to go, I've given up hope, ready to turn off the game. I'm already trying to cope. Keenum throws a deep ball that looks like a prayer, but Diggs makes the catch, and Williams tackles thin air. Is this really happening? Before I can tell Diggs to step out, he's home free. I'm up off my couch. I can't believe what I see. This never happens to us. There are no words I can find. So I just start yelling, what? And losing my mind. After all the heartbreak and the losses so maddening, the Vikings pull off a miracle. I feel it. It's happening. It's happening. That's right, Matt in Tennessee. It's happening. It might be happening. 
it's been a curse before, actually, but what the hell. And steps into it. Passes. Actually, Matt in Tennessee, I think, uh, in that last one. That was right. oh, some very good stuff from That's Matt. Right. Matt is good. very Matt is very talented. Uh, Matt, you should uh, you should definitely uh, write one of those. Pretty much every Vikings game next year, we'll read them all. Yes. Uh, when we come back, we make our official picks against the spread. My guess is our picks against the spread will also be sort of picks straight up in some ways, especially for Vikings and Eagles. So we'll go over all of the angles. And all of the possibilities with help from Todd Furman, who hosts the Bet the Board podcast. Uh, Also, later on in the show, we're going to try and catch up with our buddy Chris Long from Channel 5 Eyewitness News. He's been in Philadelphia. He was at a bar in Philadelphia yesterday and this morning, another one, with those guys from the Fanatic. Just uh, Who were flipping us off. Bunch of trash-talking Eagles fans. And then the superstar, Mike Morris. Also, it is a game show Friday. We will play a game show sometime in the noon hour. So be listening and have the phone number written down 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Official picks when we come back. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.